Hello, friends. There's lots of interesting things coming up in the Stoic Coffee community, so make sure that you sign up for my newsletter on my website at stoic.coffee. You can also follow me on Twitter at stoiccoffee and on Instagram at stoic.coffee, and you can find my LinkedIn page by searching for Stoic Coffee Break on LinkedIn. Now, I also wanted to let you know that I'm starting a mastermind for tech entrepreneurs as the world of tech is accelerating, and I've had people reaching out to me for a group grounded in Stoic principles. I'll be your facilitator as we tackle some of the big questions in tech using the tools of Stoicism. I have a few spots left for senior tech entrepreneurs and decision makers to join me for a one-hour bi-weekly session. I'll be interviewing candidates to form a tight group for the first cohort of five people, plus myself. Now, if you're interested in joining this, please reach out to me at masterminds at stoic.coffee. Now, again, that's masterminds at stoic.coffee. Thanks again, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and I appreciate your support. Hello, friends. My name is Eric Cloward, and welcome to the Stoic Coffee Break. The Stoic Coffee Break is a weekly podcast where I take an aspect of Stoicism and break it down to its most important points and talk about how we can apply it in our daily lives. I share my successes and my failures and hope that you can learn something from my experience all within the space of a coffee break. This week's episode is called Privilege. What kind of privileges have you had in your life? Do you recognize the advantages that you've enjoyed? In this episode, I want to talk about privilege and how the Stoics encourage us to use the privileges that we have to improve society. Epictetus said, One cannot pursue one's own highest good without at the same time necessarily promoting the good of others. A life based on narrow self-interest cannot be esteemed by any honorable measurement. Seeking the very best in ourselves means actively caring for the welfare of other human beings. Our human contract is not with the few people with whom our affairs are most immediately intertwined, nor the prominent, rich, or well-educated, but to all our human brethren. So what advantages have you benefited from in your life? Maybe you were born into a wealthy or middle-class family. Maybe you're part of the majority race or ethnic group in your community. Maybe you were born with some talent or physical attribute that gave you advantages that others don't have. We each have different privileges that have nothing to do with anything that we do personally or have done, or whether or not we deserve or don't deserve them. Now, before we dig into this any further, I want to state that having privileges is not a bad thing. They are simply things that you got that you didn't have to work for. For example, if you are white and male in America... You have certain privileges that you gain simply by the color of your skin and the sex that you were born with that others don't have. There is nothing wrong with having privileges. I mean, we all have things that help us, that give us some kind of advantage in life. And whether that's other people or circumstances or talent, there's nothing wrong with admitting that we had some kind of help along the way. For example, would the fact that your parents could afford the best education for you diminish your accomplishments in your chosen field? No. Not at all. It just means that you had access to resources that other people did not. What I take issue with is if you are unwilling to acknowledge them and recognize that others don't have some of the same privileges that you do. Now, I know there are some people who act as though 
their privileges are something that they deserve or something that they earned. And th- or maybe they don't even notice that they have them to begin with. And we need to acknowledge them and be willing to help those who do not have access to the same privileges that we have. William Irvine said, The Stoics believed in social reform, but they also believed in a personal transformation. More precisely, they thought the first step in transforming a society into one in which people live a good life is to teach people how to make their happiness depend on as little as possible on their external circumstances. The Stoics would add that if we fail to transform ourselves, then no matter how much we transform the society we live, we are unlikely to have a good life. Now, while many aspects of Stoicism are about taking personal responsibility, we often forget to examine how we should use what we learn to improve the world and to help those around us who may not have had the same advantages. In fact, one of the four highest virtues of Stoicism is justice. Because the world is not naturally a fair and just place, it is up to us to make the world more fair and just. And part of that includes making sure that people aren't denied opportunities simply based on external circumstances such as where they were born, whether skin color or sex, which are all things that they had no control over. I mean, what good is working on yourself to be a better person and not using what you have to help society? I mean, we're all in this life together, we're all on this planet together, and there's so much that we can do to make this place a better place for everyone. And the Stoics laid out pretty clearly that humans are social animals. And part of our purpose in life is to help others and use what skills and advantages we have to improve society as a whole. So let's use me as an example and talk about some of the privileges that I've had in my life. So I'm white and male, and I was born in a middle-class family here in America. My parents both had college degrees. My mother was an English teacher, and my father was a software developer. My mother stayed home and took care of us until we were all in school, And because of my parents' emphasis on learning in books, I was reading before I was in kindergarten. And because my father made pretty good money, I never had to worry about having enough to eat or having good clothing. And they supported me in all of my extracurricular activities, such as soccer and theater. And these advantages that I had made it much easier for me to excel at school. Because I'm white and male, I'm paid more than those who are another race or gender. I don't worry about my safety when I'm pulled over by the police for a traffic stop. It's easier for me to get a loan on a house or a car, and my interest rate will more than likely be less than someone else who is not white. When I'm walking alone downtown at night, I don't have to worry nearly as much about my safety as a female would. There are so many privileges afforded to me that I really don't have to do anything for. A good example that I had in my life where I understood some of the privileges that I had that I'd been kind of oblivious to before was when I was in college. I was working at a customer service center for a credit card company. And one day I was talking to my friend Danny, who worked there, about why we had so many people who had emigrated from Mexico but didn't speak English and would call in and need to talk to the Spanish customer service line. Now, Danny was from Spain, and he spoke five languages, far exceeding my meager bilingual status, And I asked him why these people who had lived here in the U.S. for decades had never bothered to learn English. But I had spent two years in Austria, and I spoke fluent German. And at the time, I assumed it was just because they were lazy, giving into the stereotype that is often attributed to Mexican immigrants. Danny looked at me, and he just said, Well, think about it this way. 
Many of these people barely have an elementary school education and can barely read. How easy do you think it would be to learn another language if you could barely read your own? I was very humbled at that moment because the thought had never occurred to me. I recognized that the high-quality education that I received made it much easier for me to pick up another language because I could read things as simple as the German-English Dictionary, as well as pick up higher-level books about German grammar. I'd also taken German in high school, so I knew a lot of the basics years before I even set foot in Austria. Marcus Aurelius said, For as these were made to perform a particular function, and by performing it according to their own constitution, gain in full what is due to them. So likewise, a human being is formed by nature to benefit others, and when he has performed some benevolent action or accomplished anything else that contributes to the common good, he has done what he was constituted for and has what is properly his. In America, we have a really strong streak of so-called rugged individualism. And I find this concept very problematic. So when I hear people talk about how they are self-made and that they achieve their success in life by themselves, I find that argument simply ridiculous. Because we are all dependent on other people. When we're born, we are 100% dependent on our parents or caregivers. And there is no way that we are not dependent on other people. If we didn't have others helping us, we would have never made it past childhood. And the thing is, is that we are all better off when we help each other. I mean, you probably drink clean water that is provided by your city. You drive on the roads that were built by your city or state. You may have gone to a university that was partially supported by the state. You rely on the fire department that is funded by your city or county. And these are just a few examples. But simply put, when we pool our resources and find ways to support and help as many people as possible, then we're all better off. When others in your community succeed, then your whole community is better off, and that means that you get to live in a better community, which in turn makes the world a little bit better as well. I'm going to address something here that I know that some people may have a hard time with. A few months ago, I was in a stoic forum on Facebook. It was a pretty large one, one of the more popular ones, and I was really surprised to see that there was a thread that was that was happening where where people were using stoicism to basically justify racism and misogyny. And I found it really disconcerting. And for a while, I engaged with some of the people on there and found it really shocking that they somehow had twisted stoicism into such a way that it justified their racism and their misogyny. And the thing is, stoicism is incompatible with racism, misogyny, bigotry, and really any kind of hatred of other people, because hating them for these things are things that are outside of their control. And we are only responsible for the things that we can control. No one control what family they're born into or what nation they're born into. No one can control what race or sex they're born. Therefore, we cannot hold others responsible for these things because they can't control those things. Each of us is born into circumstances that we can't control. We don't choose the family we're born into, the color of our skin, or our sex. Maybe we're born into money and have opportunities that others could never even dream of. Maybe we have some kind of gift of natural intelligence or a natural physical or athletic skill that sets us apart from others. We all have different advantages and disadvantages in every area of our lives. And the more that we share and support each other, 
then the better our world is. And that's the end of this week's Stoic Coffee Break. Be good to yourself, be good to others, and thanks for listening.